0: The Nick D podcast episode number 51 we are with the radio misfits podcast network thank you Ed and everybody at radio misfits thank you Jason Skaggs for that lovely introduction that's your voice that's your song. And uh, we would love you to be a part of the podcast, and you can do that. Leave your voicemail at 773-417-6948. Come on, leave your thoughts, your comments, uh, any of that stuff. Voicemail messages, we love them, 773-417-6948. Via email, we take those as well. Please send any emails with any thoughts, any questions, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to be a sponsor, you want to advertise on the Nick D Podcast, lots of people listen to this podcast, you will reach a lot of people. So be a sponsor, advertise on us. Uh, with us and contact us at sales at radio misfit.com sales at radio misfit.com uh, coming up on the podcast uh, Dan Feinberg is going to join me he's our tv guy the smartest tv critic and writer of all time the fine print f-i-a-f-i-e-n uh, the fine print he'll we'll talk about uh, uh tv and more Esmeralda Leon is my partner my, my main man woman nan, man Uh, She's going to join me, and we're going to talk about uh, Celebrity High School Buddies. My dad's going to stop by and tell a joke, as he does every Tuesday. He's 80, he loves to tell jokes, and he tells them every Tuesday. Stops by, rings the bell, comes on in, uh, says hello to her. Hi, I'm
1: Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show.
0: I know you do, baby. And my dad's going to tell a joke. So that's all coming up. Dan Feinberg, as we're all to Leon my dad telling jokes. And we want you to be uh, at our first live event. We are going to record a live episode of the uh, Nick D Podcast at the Flashback Horror Convention. Get out there. Uh, August 5th through the 7th. It's an unbelievable weekend with a whole bunch of great celebrities and stars, including Robert England, uh, Freddy Krueger, and a whole bunch of other great people. I'm going to be there as host and moderator. I'll be interviewing a whole bunch of uh, celebrities, and I'll be introducing screener, screenings and all kinds of great stuff. I'm there all weekend. Esmeralda's going to be there, and we are going to tape a live version of the Nick D Podcast. So we want the Nick D Podcast fans out en masse. Be there in the big ballroom. Fill up that room. We'll have a mic in the audience. You guys can participate and be a part of a live Nick D podcast. So be there August 5th through the 7th at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare. The Hyatt Regency O'Hare. We don't know exactly what time and day the – the the taping of the live podcast will be we'll let you know but it's august 5th through the 7th three days of unbelievable fun at the horror convention and we are doing a live podcast uh, episode from the nick podcast from the stage at the convention so check out flashbackweekend.com get your tickets now and let's pack the place for that live edition of the nick d podcast flashbackweekend.com for further information and to get your tickets for that show All right. Let's talk uh, TV. But before we talk TV, let's say congratulations.
2: Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh, yeah. Don't be a jagger. berg Dan Feinberg. and now all the way from somewhere else
0: Dan Feinberg yes ah uh, yes every other uh, week we talk with uh, Dan Feinberg who uh, is a TV critic and uh, incredibly knowledgeable about the world of television. And uh, and uh, writes for the Hollywood Reporter and has a website and a blog called The Fine Print F I E N and uh, hello Dan, what up Nick? How are you, buddy? Uh,
2: I am I am okay. I feel like I need to start by saying, uh, have you seen the news about Chad? And are you okay with it? Oh
0: man, yeah. I you know you would think my phone blew up. You would think someone <laughs> died. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, why even show the seconds? I guess it's just what out of obligation they're going to... No, they're
2: just... uh, as, of, as of now, they're not planning on showing it, I don't believe. Oh, I they're think... not?
0: Oh, I thought yeah, they were no, going gonna... to...
2: Oh. I believe they are looking for a new home for it. I think they are simply <sighs> saying, we're not really in the scripted television business anymore, so why are we going to waste space on new programming? And I think maybe if you wanted to, you could be generous and say that this is at least helping the producers in theory with the effort to find the new home. I don't know if that will actually occur, but it's, you know, that way they at least have 10 episodes of new content that they can offer an imaginary new outlet. But the fact that the fact that it is a Warner Brothers production and the primary Warner Brothers engines apparently want no piece of it, you know, like if they had just said, oh, it's going to go to HBO Max and then it's done. That would have been a simple way of handling it. But that is not, to my understanding, what they decided I, to do. I have
0: not read. Do, do they hate the show? Is that? I mean, obviously, that you know, the the, the the reason is they're not doing scripted television. But do they hate the show? Because I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. If they felt uncomfortable or they hated it. I, I you
2: know, obviously, if it were something that they were one hundred percent on board with, one hundred percent fine with, if it had champions on the executive roster at Warner Brothers, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously it would probably air. I don't think they probably hate the show, but I think what it comes down to is there has been a major overhaul at Warner Brothers across all of the networks. There are new people in charge. And if you have a show that the people who are actually in charge with have no real affinity for. And they're simply saying, OK, we just don't really care about this. And the only way we could launch it is to spend more money, which is already strange because they spent money to promote its premiere two different times. They didn't spend a lot of money. It's not like you saw billboards for it everywhere right, or right. advertisements everywhere. But no, I, I, I just think it comes down to not necessarily Actual antipathy from the people in charge, but it is a new regime, and the new regime is simply saying we just don't really care enough about this show to waste yeah. money putting it out there. Yeah. Or again, you can be as as um, positive about it. Yeah. As you want to say they wanted to make sure that they had assets to offer to other people. I don't know. I, I just at looking at the landscape at this moment, I don't see where there is where a show like this would function. It was already a show, if you'll recall, that started its life at Fox. So it was already developed as a broadcast show, and very clearly the show that aired on TBS is not really functional as a broadcast show, so you couldn't, say, air it, the CW, or whoever. There's no—there just isn't a clear place for it to go, and that's probably the problem at this point. Yeah,
0: well— well, there, there are about five of us in the world that are very sad about this. Uh. <laughs> I,
2: I, t- I tweeted that there were probably three or four, and several people immediately knew that at least one of the people I was talking about was you, and so uh, <laughs> you know. And, and, yeah. and trust me, two or three other people have also come out of the woodwork and said that they're sad. So, uh, it, but it is it is not a large number, but it no, is it's definitely not. it's <laughs> greater than zero. I know it's... <laughs> for a fact, greater than zero.
0: Okay, well, I'll take that then. No, this Chad, for people who might not know, is uh, Nasim Pedrad uh, plays a teenage boy, and it's really uncomfortable and weird, and I loved it. Uh, and again, that's one of those shows. Again, Nick on the island alone watching it, um, you know, along with uh, I, I love that for you, and um, and welcome to Flash. Those are the those I
2: are the I I now know an increasingly number large number of people uh, who are at least. Casual supporters of I love that for you. I, oh, I now boy. do know an actual number of people who are fans of that show. Now is it is it a lot of people? Again, not so much. Right. And is it larger than Welcome to Flatch? Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've seen I've seen a lot of people actually in recent weeks. It, it it gets it feels to me like the kind of show that people are slowly discovering as they can well, watch the entire season.
0: I would hope so. I really would because like the 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 amount of of really incredibly funny women in that cast is uh, awesome and they're allowed to be really really funny um and it was a delight that show was a delight to watch so uh, i hope people do catch on and maybe showtime will renew it who knows
2: who knows uh, indeed but yes yeah. so you you've got you've got your handful of little shows yes. that you're on an island for no okay. question I, I, been, nothing been wrong that with that though no nope,
0: been that way for a very long time i'm not uh, i've been alone on a lot of islands <laughs> <laughs> um, as we record this, it is the day before the big Emmy nominations uh, come out. Uh, and uh, the next time that you're on with us in a couple of weeks, we'll go through you know the nominations and, and talk you know, in more detail about the surprises and the snubs and all that stuff. Because, um, but as this is being listened to, uh, most people who are listening to this right now know what has been nominated for Emmy Awards and what hasn't. Um, at this point, we do not. But, Dan, would you care to throw out some thoughts on what you think will be nominated, any surprises that you think will happen, and then people can actually listen to this and as they're listening to it scroll (laughs) around on their phone and go, he's wrong, he's right, he's right, he's wrong. Uh, So any thoughts on what you think will be announced uh, uh, tomorrow morning or what was announced as people are listening to this for the Emmy nominations? (laughs)
2: I'm trying to put. I'm trying to put my mind in the right imaginary space right now. I'm sorry.
0: You've entered a Christopher Nolan movie, and I apologize for that. Oh,
2: you've you've definitely added too many verb tenses for me to be a hundred percent sure where I'm going. But right, no, right. I, I'm I'm genuinely curious. And some years it's more and less the case. Some years you sort of make your piece. Okay, these five shows that I care about aren't going to be recognized, and these ten shows I don't care about it at all are going to dominate the nominations. And that's just what it's going to be. And I think I kind of felt that it was going to be that kind of year back in December, January, February. I think I kind of had the feeling, okay, well, it's, you know, succession is going to win drama. There's no question, whatever. There's no point in anything else even showing up and even
0: though it's a comedy but even
2: though it's a comedy exactly uh and then at the same time i think i probably at the time would have thought that it was close to inevitability that it was going to be another of those years where it was going to be ted lasso again and so that meant that we were heading towards yet another of those years where it was going to be basically the same comedy the same drama and the same limited series that were going to win everything and um, you know, and, and that was particularly annoying cause I am really not a fan of dope sick, which people are anticipating being the, the front runner.
0: I'm, you know what? I'm right with you, Dan. Sometimes you and I, it's, it's incredible, uh, <laughs> that, that how simpatico we are on certain things, especially things that might be counter to what other people think. And I'm, I'm totally with you on dope sick. I don't get it. It's... I don't get it.
2: It, what happened with dope yeah, I'm is... sorry I'm
0: sorry, Dan. The other one that sticks out in, in that in that regard mm-hmm. is Ozark It's Ozark Oh, yeah. I know I, you know and I, don't, I did so you and I again, you want to talk about islands. we seem to be in the minority on like thinking Ozark is kind of shitty and thinking that uh, Dope sick I just don't understand it. Tell me about what your analysis of Dope Sick, why people are liking it so much
2: the, the simple answer on that one is is sort of a two pronged combination of things the The first one is, and i don't dispute this. It is a well-meaning show. I I don't say it's not. It is a show that has things to say about the opioid crisis in America and has observations to make about the Sackler family and about just what a uh, a horrible shit show it has been for years, the war on drugs and how we've basically made everything worse with opioids and fentanyl and all of that, and it's it's just a a horrible situation. And so that is, of course, clearly... True. Yeah. But I also think it's a horribly put together piece of drama. I think it is full of composite characters who don't feel the least bit real. It has a bunch of real people who don't feel the least bit real. And it just. It it comes together almost consistently in the most obvious ways humanly possible, and so that right. disappoints me. So that's right. that's reason number one why I think people latched onto it is simply because if you think it's important, sometimes you will latch onto something you think is important, and you just won't worry about whether it's actually right. good television. Right. So yep. there's that, and then the other thing is, it's a great cast, and it's a great cast of people who people like and you want to support Michael Keaton. And of course you want to support Michael Keaton and you want to support Michael Keaton even more after his SAG yeah. Awards yep. win and his climbing on the stage after nearly missing it because of being in the bathroom. Right. And he's talking about the relative who lost his life uh, from opioid addiction and so you look at things like that and it's hard to root against. It's hard to root against him. It's hard, you know, why would you root against so many of these people? Why right. would you root right. against Michael Stuhlbarch? Why would you root against Caitlin Deaver? These are these are people who have done a lot of great work in recent years who you want to support. And so, yeah, that's that's what I think it is. And that, that's fine. It's just not very good. And so, yeah. and and I guess I'm somewhat relieved that there isn't, at least to my mind, a clear dominant thing that i think is about to get screwed because of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like like the past couple of years you know so last year last year i was a big fan of both queen's gambit and underground railroad but to me underground railroad was so clearly a more assured piece of technical storytelling it was it was just so leaps and bounds above everything else in direction in score in sound editing just in all of these categories which then queen's gambit dominated so this year there isn't something that's as clearly like that for me i think probably the thing that's in that category that i'm a big the biggest fan of is white lotus uh which is also entirely a cheat having it there because there's a second season that's in production and it's not necessarily the exact same characters, but it's basically the same conceit from the same creative people and et cetera. So to me, to me, probably it belongs in the comedy categories. And then you've got the other things that I think are, are, better than Dope Sick, but not necessarily great. So I think that The Dropout is really good. I think that uh, The Staircase is really good, etc. cetera. So, you know, there's, there's nothing I'm going to get worked up about. So, okay, going back to your initial question about things that I'm kind of looking for and looking forward to, yes. I'm very curious where the comedy nominees are going to go around Ted Lasso. So there are so many good returning comedies, and a lot of them are going to get either snubbed because Emmy voters simply don't have them on their radar. So that's something like our favorite Better Things. I do not anticipate a lot of Better Things nominations. I, I never you do. Know. I never do. Exactly. Yeah. And and so and so, you know, if if it gets a couple, I will probably be overjoyed as a result yeah. of that. But yeah, if yeah. it doesn't, I I've got a callus on my heart there. So <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. so no worries if it doesn't. And I'm going to be interested to see if there is some lack of connection on Atlanta, uh, which I think is a possibility. I think that there is some conversation about from people who didn't love the half anthology, half recurring side of the story.
0: I, I, I think that's going to be interesting to see what happens there, too, because that was a pretty risky season they just ran or partial season that they just ran.
2: It was. And I'm, and I'm also going to be curious how it impacts the actors, because yeah, even yeah. though I was large, I was mostly very, very pro the most recent season of Atlanta. Yeah. On the other hand, each of the show's previous seasons, Donald Glover has been nominated for lead actor in a comedy. I don't understand how you could justify nominating Donald <laughs> Glover for lead yeah. actor in a comedy for what he did this season. It is zero right. offense to him. It's yeah. just not a lead performance that he yeah. gave. So, yeah. so are they just going to basically rubber stamp his nominations? I, I don't know. Like, and several of the actors who are in the cast are right on the edge of technically probably being guest actors. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how they're going to handle that. Uh, I, I'm not at all worried about Barry. I think Barry is is safe oh, yeah. and will get nominated across yeah. the board. But even there... Like looking at a category like the supporting actor category, there aren't enough places for all of the supporting actors from Ted Lasso and Barry. And that's two shows. What about everybody else? Right. So right. I'm, I'm curious. I think I think I, that will be an interesting thing to watch.
0: It's uh, I, I would imagine Hacks is a favorite uh, to get nominations yes. and probably wins. I would imagine.
2: I think I think Hacks is absolutely it, it will get roughly the same haul it got last year when it was a little bit of a surprise because it, it kind of came out of nowhere last year and initially the buzz was so exclusively about Gene Smart last right. year and right, so right. everyone kind of took it as a uh, you know took it as a given that Gene Smart was going to be nominated and Gene Smart was going to win was going to win but maybe nobody else would and instead a, you know there were a handful of supporting performers who got nominated it got nominated for writing directing all that I think. This this year, that will happen. Uh, the the new show on the comedy side that I'm most curious about is to see how voters will handle Reservation Dogs, uh, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite shows of last year. And to, to me, it belongs basically in every category. You should find a way to recognize it for directing, for writing, for guest acting, for supporting actors, all of that. And yet, I kind of have this feeling in the pit of my stomach that... It might get a token nomination for like writing on the pilot because yeah. that way they get to recognize Taika Waititi as well, and right. so, and that and that will annoy me if if that is all that it ends up with. I, I wouldn't I, be surprised
0: yeah. if that's the case. What about something like I mean, we're talking regular network stuff, uh, like Abbott Elementary? Uh, uh, anything coming in there? Uh, I would, in, in I, that regard.
2: It's going to be interesting to see how wide the affection is for Abbott Elementary. I think without any question, Abbott Elementary is going to be in the mix in a lot of categories that broadcast shows in recent years simply haven't been in the mix on. And so, Mm. uh, you know, I think it is a very realistic possibility for comedy series, and probably, I think Quinta Brunson is, people people love kind of the story of her being the centerpiece. And so it definitely would not surprise me if she gets nominations scattered
0: Uh, throughout by the way uh, i don't know if you watched celebrity family feud but there was an episode (laughs) uh, of celebrity family feud the other night last night which featured abbott elementary versus hacks Uh, and i watched it because my now my now my dear friend rose abdu uh was like hey i'm gonna be on celebrity family feud so of course i watched it and it was abbott elementary versus hacks and it was as fun as you can imagine because both of those shows are a lot of fun and they have great people involved and it was awesome because um, they had not only was Quenta on, you know, uh, as like the captain of the team, but they had the real Miss Abbott uh, <laughs> as part of the uh, as part of the family on Family Feud, which I just thought was a blast. And huh. So that was fun. I, I mean,
2: st- still not going to make me watch it. On No, the other I understand. Hand, it was fun.
0: <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and then on the other side, there was, uh, you know, Gene uh, Smart and um, Roz Abdu um, uh, and uh, Christopher McDonald. Um, and then a couple of the other uh, the the the, uh, the the wacky Asian girl uh, was 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 on there, and the uh, the other uh, uh, servant uh, that gets to do a lot of the stuff with Rose, uh, I can't remember, <laughs> David uh, uh, whatever his name is. So they were the the team. But I thought it was really kind of fun that they had the actual real Mrs. Abbott up there <laughs> with the actors. I thought that was fun.
2: I will be I will be curious to see how wide the affection is because I can there's there's a version of the nominations that have already come out by the people by the time people watch, uh, or listen rather, where it really does get, you know, ten to fifteen nominations where it's just a where it's a huge player. Yeah. And in that case, probably several of the supporting actresses get nominations. There you know, it, it gets nominations across the board and it's it's a really big deal. At the same time, there's also a version where it gets Again, a writing nomination for Quinta or an acting nomination for Quinta or I I think it probably is going to get a comedy series nomination. That would be that would be my guess But where it maybe gets three or four nominations as opposed to 10 or 15. And there's a big gap there.
0: Is there a thing within the Academy where they're like, we got to support broadcast shows? (laughs) Is there some sort of like unspoken thing? It's like, you know, with all of these streaming and all the other things that are happening in the world let's boost up something on a network let's boost up something broadcast is that an underlying thing
2: i don't think so i don't think much like i think that i think there's a gap between that the way you just put it and maybe the relief of being able to actually have a broadcast contender that is actually a legitimate contender. Like I think right. there's plenty of evidence that they will not give a nomination to something just to get something so broadcasty. Like,
0: like we don't see in the comedy category, we're not going to see multiple nominations for ghosts.
2: Uh, and that will be a very interesting question. I would guess no. On the other hand, a lot of people love I know
0: people ghosts. love that people love that show.
2: And so that will be. I think that one is also going to be a question. And I, like, it, there's there's all there's just as much a version of this hypothetical situation in which somehow Abbott Elementary gets nearly shut out, and Ghosts is the one, is the broadcast show that gets that ten was, nominations.
0: That, that was actually popping into my head. I I I don't hate Ghosts. I think it's okay. I just happen to think the I think the British version is a thousand times better. Um, so, but I just I find. You know, like I find online and, you know, like in the social medias and watching TV and things like that. There's a lot of love for ghosts. There really is. And
2: not just love for ghosts, but like building love for ghosts. It was one of those shows that started off really quiet. And by the end of the season, there was a ton of affection for that show. And so I can easily uh, I have a harder time imagining it breaking through in as many categories as Abbott. And I can see how that could end up being kind of the difference. Like like I really like I think that Rose McIver is wonderful. And I think that the show doesn't work without her. I just don't see her getting a nomination. Uh, which is a pity because, you know, if you give me six to ten nomination slots, I would definitely find a space for her in that room. Uh, But so I'm not I'm not sure that it has the same likelihood of getting two to three acting nominations, which I think in a different world uh, Mm -hmm. you could get, Uh, you know, like also a show like The Wonder Years, which I happen to think the, the reboot of The Wonder Years, which I happen to think is a better show than either. Abbott Elementary, or Ghosts,
1: Mm. and it
2: had buzz when it premiered, and then, A, the buzz kind of diminished, and then everything sort of got, I don't know, darkened when Fred Savage got fired as executive producer. And so I I can easily imagine how if someone's looking at their ballot and it comes down to... Those two or three choices uh, yeah. that Wonder Years just gets pushed off to the side right. and they're like, OK, we're just not going to we're not going to deal see. with the fact that Fred yeah. Savage was an executive producer on the entire season and therefore would be nominated if it were mm-hmm. a comedy series nominee. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see a lot of kind of small "Quote unquote semi marginal shows if they can make any showing at all something like somebody somewhere on HBO uh, if Bridget Everett can get any recognition for that mm. I don't expect that Amy Schumer's uh, Life and Beth is going to get any recognition but I think it, I I think it's a really good show I think that um, I thought that as we see it was a really good show uh, on Amazon etc so all so that's on the comedy side and on the drama side I, I think the The big newcomers that people are going to be curious about are probably Severance and Pachinko. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Pachinko is a better show than Severance, but I think Severance is a very good show. And, you know, I could probably make room happily for both of them instead They'll have to make room for Ozark, so oh, that's <laughs> that's just that's just what it is, uh, and Ozark I, will surely be nominated. You know, uh, Julia Garner will surely I, be nominated, and uh, I love her, so no complaints there. Uh, well, but... I love
0: everybody in the show. That's the thing I, <laughs> when they're not in that show, you know. <laughs> I
2: yeah. So uh, Jason Bateman will be nominated for no good reason. Laura yes, Linney will be nominated yeah. always for a good reason. No problems with that yeah. at all. Uh, so. Yeah, so I, so for me, it'll be interesting to see if Severance is a, a big player, or if it's kind yeah. of a, a niche player, or if it's not a player at all, if it's simply too weird a show. Yeah. Pachinko, I, I think, is going to be uh, limited by the fact that it's largely in several foreign languages that the cast is largely international actors who people don't recognize. Uh, And it's going to be limited, uh, limited by the fact that it is a show that is largely in Korean. And there will be some older TV Academy voters who say we are not going to nominate both this and squid game in the same year. We only have room for one foreign language show and it is going to be squid game, which is ridiculous and stupid as an attitude to have towards anything. But I can imagine that being an added, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and also with Squid Game, it's going to make history, and and I don't want to take anything away from that. I think Squid Game is not a great show, but I think it's a good show, and I think it, uh, I think it is significant that we are likely going to have a show that is entirely in Korean starring a cast of entirely Korean actors or largely Korean actors that is going to be nominated for drama series. I think that's meaningful. And I think the fact that probably two to three of those actors will be nominated in acting categories is deeply meaningful. So So I don't want to re- I don't want to find myself resenting Squid Game because yeah. I prefer pachinko right. and yet I'm still very likely going to or else I'm going to <laughs> resent the attitude from the ME voters that they can only nominate one or something. Right.
0: Right. But is
2: uh is is evil going to show up anywhere? No, I, I would not <laughs> expect it to. I I would expect it to pop up uh maybe in a technical category or two uh and I think that's probably it I'm trying to think of where it could sneak in kind Andrew of Martin? Andrew Martin some. for
0: guest maybe but even I, though now she's like part Yeah of the she dad,
2: she but. would be she was in enough episodes last season where I would guess she has to be supporting uh and I don't think she has any chance of making that field um and also as I as I will say when we Talk about the actual nominees when they exist. And as I say constantly, the guest categories are such a total wreck and they make no sense. And so I I just can't get invested in in whether or not voters blunder those categories because they blunder them 95 percent of the time. So. The whatever. So yeah, I would I would not expect Evil to be a player. If it were, I would I would smile and be happy to see it if it popped yeah. up anywhere. I, like I'm just trying to think of of what the weird place it could pop
0: up would be. Like outside which, of technical stuff, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, outside,
2: yeah. I just can't think of anything. Like, but even even there, you know, maybe yeah. there's some world in which maybe Robert King could get a nomination for directing the largely silent episode. I thought that was entirely yeah. worthy of consideration. Sure, it won't be considered. But yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I just want I'm rooting for every female cast member of SNL to get a nomination. <laughs> <sighs> and I, I would love to see Chloe Feynman get one. I'd love to see Heidi Gardner get one as well. And I mean, yeah, you know, at this point, you know, Kate McKinnon, she's gone. So they'll probably give her a nomination. Cecily. Cecily Strong deserves a nomination and a win simply for the uh, abortion clown. That alone should get her an award. <laughs> as far as and concerned. yet, as I will
2: always say, they are not in the right category and they should not be nominated for in the supporting actor in a category yeah. category. There needs to be a variety performance I category agree. where you can I put agree. the SNL people because that is where they belong. And it, we should not be we should not be having to wonder how you're going to make room for all of the great actresses in the various comedies because that the nominations are all going to go to SNL stuff yeah, and so true. and so i'm already very annoyed by that whether the answer is one or two of them or whether the answer is three per category i i don't think that we're in that era that we were in just like 3 years ago where Everybody from SNL had to be nominated, and that was all that the supporting categories were as well. I do suspect that there are going to be definitely some supporting categories and some guest categories because that's where they put yeah. the hosts on the show, and that's right. also ridiculous. Uh, it's all it's all bad, uh, but <laughs> it's it's all bad. There are so many bad things, and it's so much easier to fixate on the bad things <laughs> right, than to say, "Yeah, eh, they got it mostly right. right." And I really I really love Succession, so I. love Love Succession and all there the nominations, even if it's in the wrong category, it should be there. So I'll just I'll just get pre annoyed uh, by things, and maybe uh, maybe people are listening to this and going, "Oh my god, he was wrong on everything because none of the things he didn't want to be nominated were nominated," and and I'll be a happy man tomorrow if that turns out to have been the case.
0: If that's the case, yeah, uh, uh, you know, while people are listening to this, because obviously we are about uh, twelve hours at this point, we're about twelve hours away from the nominees being announced, um, but. The next time you're on, we'll, we'll, we'll bitch and moan for real.
2: Looking forward to it. I hope we will have only a
0: little <laughs> to bitch right. and moan about. Now, we mentioned Evil. Um, uh, you've been watching. Are, how, are, are you ahead of me on, on Evil? No, nope. I,
2: I am through, I am through this five. week's episode. Yes. Episode 5.
0: Okay. I was not a huge fan of Episode 4. It was the first episode that ever really kind of disappointed me uh, for a few reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't crazy about the because the, the, the whole sort of conspiracy subplot thing that they left hanging for a while suddenly came back at the end of the episode, and I was like, oh, man, I was fine without it. <laughs> um, and although I love to watch uh, Kristen be a badass and, like, I'll drive and I'll do all this stuff, the reason for her doing that is based on Beyonce. I wanted to throw my phone across the room when I was watching it. <laughs> um, but then this last episode, every kind of complaint that I had about episode four... Uh, was gone. I thought this past episode uh, of Evil, I don't know if I've laughed harder, and I've laughed a lot at episodes of of Evil. I don't know if I've laughed harder at Evil than those scenes with the office manager and Christine Lottie. (laughs) I'm telling you, Dan, I was like cackling. I was laughing like a maniac during those scenes. And is it just me, or was there like kind of a little jab at ted lasso in there
2: oh or... <laughs> i mean i don't know if i'd call
0: it a not a jab but a,
2: a, but a joke a, a, baseball, no, a yeah. nod in the yeah. direction of ted lasso 100 oh absolutely it was yeah. it was completely and totally a <laughs> a winking and nudging acknowledgement of ted right. lasso with christine right. lottie bringing the shortbread <laughs> cookies in because yeah. that was the only way she thought she could get in to see the manager and right. <laughs> i mean it somewhat worked not it totally exactly. worked, but all of
0: that stuff, man, and I don't, I don't want to give it away or anything, but I was, like, scream laughing during that stuff. Uh, all of those scenes, just me. And I can't even explain to you how much, with every episode, I adore her kids more. Every episode, uh, they just, they kill me. Um, and it was creepy, and it took on, I also thought it was really interesting that they finally, for the first time, I think, ever, in three seasons and a half right now, have taken on race and religion Um, and did it in such a way, such an interesting... Uh, in, in such a really interesting way. On, in this last episode, am I nuts they, for thinking that this is really the first time they've t- they've touched on race? Uh,
2: you're you're nuts at thinking it's the first time. Yes, because there was because remember there was the other there was the other ascending priest minister whatever who who was black and who tried convincing uh, David that he wanted to go his direction rather than the Catholic Church. Oh right, so, yeah,
0: of course. Yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So
2: there was that, and it was and it was acknowledged, and it, so it had previously been acknowledged. The whole thing he mentioned at the end of this episode of well, I'm one of the three black. Uh, uh, priests right. Who have been ordained this year? So what are you going to do to me? Right. Right. Uh, right which right. I was glad to see because, damn straight. No, I thought the scenes, uh, the the scenes with them discussing the iconography of the saints and yeah. particularly yeah, the yeah. discussion with Andrea Martin's character and yeah. Lee, I, I thought was great, and I was, yeah. I was yeah. very happy that they wanted to do that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and, and the stuff with the kids, I I, I loved the the kids being woken up by the by the train and I love them going and ineffectively throwing rocks in the general yeah. direction of the yeah. train knowing nothing would happen because <laughs> it's it's just the, the sort of reminders of what you know no matter how screwed up Kristen is by so many different things she is yes. such a good mother she and is. <laughs> and, and and I and I just loved that as a scene that her kids are just so messed up in that moment and she had the solution and I don't know that it's a long term solution, but them yelling at the train and throwing things at the train I just thought right. was beautifully cathartic for, I did for so. all of them.
0: Yeah, no it was great. I was a little I was a little angered by episode four, but completely back. One thousand uh, percent for episode it's,
2: five. It's never been the most consistent of shows, so it, it doesn't bother me if there's a somewhat anticlimactic episode. And yeah, I the, the fourth episode definitely was the was the least of the four that I saw before the season, and mm-hmm. this was the first that I hadn't seen. And yeah, this, this episode was much better than the fourth and yeah. you know, peak peak form for
0: Evil. Yeah. That's great. I, I just I look forward to whatever it's first thing I do on Sunday is watch <laughs> Evil. That's the very first thing I do. Um. So, uh, you wrote about um uh, unprecedented, which is on Discovery Plus. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, about that. I'm really interested in this. You well, you should.
2: You shouldn't be all that interested, but I understand how they managed to take a documentary that nobody had heard of and make people. Care And people decided to care because there were news reports that came out two weeks ago, I guess, that the uh, January 6th committee had subpoenaed the footage from this documentary that nobody knew existed, that had had impressive access to the entire Trump family during the election and even dot dot dot. January 6th and beyond and so everybody was like "Ooh, A is this going to be the smoking gun you know is this right. the thing where they were filming and they said all these crazy things and they caught all of the communications and it's all it's all just going to be there and so everyone was excited by that and then it kind of without any real publicity snuck onto Discovery Plus over the weekend. Uh, they didn't make screeners available to critics until Sunday morning. So basically after it had already premiered and watching episodes. It's very, very easy to tell why they why they didn't bother. It, basically, it is all sizzle and zero state mm, three okay. hours of watching unprecedented. I learned absolutely nothing. Mm. (laughs) And, And I and I don't mean that as as hyperbolic. I don't mean that as as just a way of criticizing it. There was nothing I learned in three hours of watching a documentary. There was no insight I gained. And yes, it absolutely has a lot of participation from Donnie Jr. Eric and Ivanka and yay. But these kids have spent so much time in the bubble that they are at this point only bubble. They are they are all bubble, no whatever fills in a bubble. And mm. so they they are not breaking character, they are not breaking ranks with the partisan supporters. Nope, they are they are in character for 2 hours and then it gets to January 6th and yes, the documentary was on the ground in Washington as were a dozen other documentary filmmakers so it's not yeah. like this footage hasn't popped up elsewhere of different kinds it's somewhat different and fine whatever not enlightening in that but basically once that happens the director says to all of his subjects so do you want to talk about this and not a single one of them uh-huh. do uh-huh. Er- eric declines they don't even show the question being raised with either Donnie Jr. or Ivanka. It's just not a thing. Uh, Trump himself did three sit-down interviews, as he makes clear himself at some point, And sure. he says exactly the thing he's said, you know, basically since January 6th, which was it was hard to watch, but... These were very upset people, and most of the people there that day didn't do any of this anyway, but the people who were there and who were upset were upset because it was a fraudulent election that was stolen, right. so of course they were. So it's, it, yeah, it it's three hours to gain absolutely nothing new, and uh, and also this has been a crusade for me in recent months, and I'm just going to keep repeating it three reviews per week if I have to. Yeah, yeah. I don't think a, three, I don't think a three-hour documentary series exists i think it is either a two-hour documentary that nobody edited or it is a six-hour documentary that nobody researched but i think a three-hour documentary is 100 of the time neither fish nor fowl okay not 100 percent of the time because there's hoop dreams but okay, uh right so let's just say there are a few documentaries that should have been two hours and 45 minutes as features but the three-episode documentary series that HBO has had a bundle of lately that Discovery Plus, you know, runs on, it's it's not a thing. It's a sign of bad development and bad editing almost mm. all of the time. And so this is another example of that, unfortunately.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I clearly won't be – well, I don't have Discovery Plus. so I won't
2: be <laughs> anyway. um. That was going to be the other thing is this is a series uh, – this is a series <laughs> on a streamer that – some people love because if you have certain interests, yeah. the things that Discovery Plus has are unavailable yeah. anywhere else and in large quantities. But oh, if you,
0: if I, if, if, <laughs> if I'm if I'm Jonesing for Guy Fieri, I'm all over. I'm all over the. I'm all over uh, Discovery.
2: That <laughs> is that you, you need to have whatever that interest is, and if you have that interest, Discovery Plus is a really great thing. And what I'm looking forward to is eventually Discovery Plus is going to migrate under the banner of HBO Max it is it is going to happen someday and okay. when that happens that will be great and suddenly then I'll be able to watch all the great programming and that will be fine uh yeah. but I it has not established itself as being a service I need to pay extra money for and uh let me tell you, let me assure you unprecedented is not the reason why anyone should pay extra okay. money for anything
0: all right that sounds exactly like I thought it would be that sounds good Um, Can I? All right. I'm going to make a couple of statements here uh, uh, as we close (laughs) up here. They're not popular. Uh Uh, uh, Okay, first and foremost, uh, I am born and bred, raised in Chicago in the city. I have had more Italian beefs uh, than most human beings on the planet. And I am not a fan of the bear. Now, I know that that is unpopular to say just in general, because people all over the country are really liking it. And especially in this city. But I don't think it's great. I, I think there are things in it that I, I think it gets what it's like to be on the line in a kitchen pretty well. I think it gets, it gets that. Um, I, I, I you know The, the key ingredient of the show seems to think that uh, all you have to do is scream. There's nothing but yelling <laughs> in the entire show. Um, and I don't think they get Chicago particularly uh, accurately. And I, I am so in the minority on this. Uh, among my Chicago, my fellow Chicagoans, I am really the only one that is absolutely not crazy about the show. I watched the whole thing um and i don 't think it 's very unbelievably accurate uh in its or authentic in many of its uh episodes um, Some of the locations were nice a lot lots of people i know uh, <laughs> uh are, have worked on it and are in it uh Rich Katowski, who's a good friend of mine who I directed in two shows is in it. Uh, And that makes me happy. But it gets a lot of stuff wrong, and people seem to be very forgiving here in Chicago just because it's about Italian beef and the locations (laughs) are nice.
2: <laughs> I feel like last time I was on, I told you that I didn't think it did all that well with Chicago. I, I think that yeah. I, I think I said that I hadn't that it, seen it
0: yet. Yeah, no, I'm,
2: I'm just trying to go back on what I, on what I might have said. I, I, I think I really do think it captures a feeling of existing in a restaurant environment. It does. So it does do that. Yes. So that I think it does. The the Chicago stuff. Um, if if you look. And, particu- and this is particularly true among uh, black critics. They feel as if uh, the geography and oh, the yeah. population of Chicago has not really been particularly well no. chronicled. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, seriously, it's yeah. not. <laughs> no, and I'm, and I'm and I'm trying to reassure you. There is there there okay. are the people okay. who think that. So, okay. right. my own feeling was that it 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 was sort of generic. Is that is that it's a lot of really good establishing shots of different parts of Chicago neighborhoods, and then a stage where they worked. And so that yeah. to me is not a setting. So.
0: Yeah. That's fine. Hey, congratulations but, congratulations on the B roll, everybody. Nice.
2: Exactly. Job. Exactly. But on <laughs> and on the other hand, and let's and let's just say in a bigger sense, congratulations on making a show that people actually talked about. Yeah. And 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 so yeah. I'm happy enough about that at this point. It just that people absolutely and it's and it's a one hundred percent original show. I mean, you know, within confines. It's a restaurant show. It's not hundred yeah, yeah. percent original. Yeah, but yeah. it's not based on a it is not based on a Disney Plus the marvel superhero property it's not based on a popular book it is simply an original little story without a major star to its name no offense to jeremy allen white who is very very good and who people are absolutely uh lusting over like crazy on social media but he's you know he's he's not he's not gary oldman he's not whoever the movie you know he's not anne hathaway or jared leto and so i'm very happy that people are talking about this show, and maybe some of the things that bother the people who aren't the hugest fan, yourself included, maybe a second season will be where those things will be yeah. rectified.
0: Maybe. Well, I didn't hate, let me just say this, I didn't hate it. There are things about it that I like, um, and, and like I said, you know, the being in a kitchen, being on the line, they capture that really well. Um, I just, like, a- after every episode, I'm like, really, Chicagoans, you're going ape shit over this? <laughs> Seriously? Um, and then I'm going to say another very unpopular thing before we before we finish here. I just don't care about Stranger Things anymore. I don't. <laughs> I watched this season. I it took forever, and you were so right. You told me, you told everybody that they're all every episode is completely overblown. That finale was ridiculous, way too long. I had to stop five times in order to get through it. Um, I just don't care about Stranger Things anymore. I thought it was fun and you know, kind of a delight the first couple of seasons. And I was on board. I was very excited about it. I liked the little throwback to the 80s and all that. I'm done. I'm done with Stranger Things.
2: Oh, you're going to watch the final season. It's I the will, final, and I'm going to be it's pissed. It's the final season. How are you, you going to ha- have can't. watched a 142-minute no. finale to this season I and understand. not come back for the last?
0: No, you're absolutely right. I will watch it. But <laughs> I will say this. I don't give a shit anymore. I just don't care. I, 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 thought it was, I thought it was really a lot of fun, the first two seasons. And it never got beyond that for me. You know what I mean? It never got beyond oh, no, sure. I didn't think it was great television. I didn't think it was artistic in any way. I didn't think it did anything but evoke different, you know, time periods and different styles and 80s, you know, you know, Steven Spielberg produced stuff. That's what it reminded me of. And on that level, it it was good. And I and I liked the kids out of the gate. I thought they were really fun. They were fresh and I liked them. I'm tired. I'm tired of them. (laughs) I'm tired of Domino's pizza. I'm tired. I just I'm done with with Stranger Things at this point. Again, I'll watch the final (laughs) the end of it because I'm not going to have put this much time into it. But I will tell you this. I won't care. I guarantee you that I won't care.
2: I will let you know if you need to care. I do not anticipate caring. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm basically there with you. The fact that I I like you never thought that it was great TV. I thought it was a sh- I thought it was a show that pandered very very directly to a lot of my very specific interests, and thus I was happy to
0: yeah sure watch
2: it regularly. But it, yeah. I don't think it ever got deeper
0: than that never and so- <laughs> <laughs> never not one second it was a lovely piece of nostalgia okay I'm a I'm a uh, you know the target uh, the, the, the memories that came back that I was in my 20s when this show takes place so I'm not like I wasn't a teenager at that time I wasn't like a young kid I wasn't like 11 in you know it when this took place uh so like i i i went i love the 80s and i love going back to that kind of stuff and i thought that was kind of fun and some of the references were cool but now it's getting to the point where like now you know like now everybody like people are now you know uh suddenly listening to kate bush and they should have been listening to kate bush 40 years ago um and now like uh everybody is talking about how master of puppets is the greatest album of all time and And even though we were talking about this before we started recording, even though, like, the timeline doesn't work for this guy to have memorized and perfectly played Master of Puppets because it came out, like, two weeks before the showdown where he evokes the spirit or whatever, I just, it, it, I'm, I'm, and, and I can't get away from it. Like, you, you can't get away from it. Like, so I just turn off the phone for about five hours just so I don't have to see anything about Stranger Things. I'm done. I'm tired of it.
2: And and yet, I will say the exact same thing that I just said about The Bear. I I love any time we can still have a communal television experience and we have it less and less and less and, uh, you know, Game of Thrones was the last thing that we had uh, yeah, in the, to the same degree. And even that, by the end, was a total shell of itself. Right. But it, it makes me happy that everybody wanted to watch that show and talk about it even the people who didn't love it and it's it also is good because i've never fully bought the line that a lot of my colleagues use about how basically everybody should go back to weekly airing i think that probably both stranger things and the bear prove that if audiences have a show that they want to watch they will happily binge it and
0: yeah yeah. And so yeah. I don't. <laughs> no, I, 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 that's fine with me. I'm not, I, the weekly thing is, I, you know, that's, if people want to binge, they want to binge. I binge Stranger Things just to get the damn thing over with. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I, that, and, and I did the same. By, by about the third episode of The Bear, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to finish this. Let me just get through it. You know? <laughs> so I was happy, you know, because otherwise I may not have gone back. Like, you know, like I may not have gone back another week. I've been, ah. Eh. I don't care. But this was uh, like certain, okay,
2: Certainly with Stranger Things, the, the yeah. commitment and the weight of the commitment was a lot. Whereas with the bear, it was eight episodes, yeah. all a half hour, yeah. mostly shorter than a half hour. I,
0: so Yeah. And I tore yeah. through it. I tore through the bear. I was done with it. You know what I mean? And and that's one of the things I also love about evil is that evil is consistently under an hour. Consistently. Like every every episode of evil is like 45 minutes long.
2: And, and they haven't changed it since it moved no. to, to Paramount Pass. I love the Kings for that. The fact that, they, that while yeah. every other show on television is getting longer and longer and longer, yep. for, they're like, look, we designed this show to be on broadcast television. We'll take an extra two or three minutes if you'll let us. And maybe the people will swear occasionally. But right. we are not going to change what this show is right. just because we're on a streaming service and bless them for that. I
0: agree. OK, we got to go. But Big Brother, have you watched the first two episodes? I have indeed,
2: and I was tepid on them. And then I saw the stuff that apparently has been happening on the feeds, and bringing back the annual conversation about Big Brother being racist. And I may be done immediately.
0: I haven't watched any of the feeds yet. I haven't even heard about that. Um, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, uh,
2: A- apparently, there's been bad stuff happening with uh, with Taylor. Is it? Is it Taylor? Yeah the, the 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 beauty queen from Michigan. Apparently, there has been there ha- there have been racially infused things that are making people unhappy and making people say, why does this keep happening nearly every season? So mm. yeah. Especially what you...
0: coming after last season with the cookout. It'll be exactly. A very, Where last, very, last season yeah. they
2: did, they changed things. Well not, they changed things around last season, went a different direction. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah but people okay. are saying that this is back to original, I, but how, how have you felt? That.
0: I haven't really watched the feeds yet. I, I, have not yet. I watched the second episode and uh, I, 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 I I kind of I kind of am kind of obsessed with the hypnotist girl. I don't know why. <laughs> don't,
2: probably because like. she waved a shiny ar- uh, object in your face for thirty seconds and she got you. That's probably Jeez.
0: what it is. Yeah, that's probably what it is. And of course, I got to root for the for the king of all karaoke DJs and bus drivers from Chicago. I have to have to root for that guy. So.
2: I I can see that I as of now I'm rooting for the girl who thought that uh, Newark was the happiest place on earth. <laughs> That no, you, that Denmark? was that Denmark? was fantastic.
0: Denmark, Newark, same thing. Yeah, that was that yes. was hilarious.
2: The girl who had to discover <laughs> that Newark and Denmark are two different places was definitely short-term worth uh, the price of admission.
0: Geez, I hope I, I hope that the feeds don't uh, don't make me sad, but I probably will. This so, this is yeah.
2: just this is just what I've been seeing okay. already today. Is that All people right. are people are wary and unhappy.
0: Okay. That's, well, that's my, those were my nicknames in college, so that's why I'm wary and unhappy. Uh, okay, well, listen, the next time we speak, the uh, Emmy nominations that are, are out now that people are know about that we don't, uh, we can talk about in, in depth and more, okay? Looking forward to the outrage. All right, uh, okay, buddy, take care. You All too. All right, Dan Feinberg, The Fine Print, F-I-E-N. He rules. Who who else rules? is Esmeralda Leon. Let's hear it. Esmeralda, yeah. Esmeralda
2: Leon, yeah. Asthma. I'm talking about that asthma. Esmeralda Leon, yeah. Esmeralda, yeah, yeah. Oh, Esmeralda Leon, yeah, yeah. Eat yourself some asthma. Love me some asthma. Esmeralda Leon.
0: Right. Hey, you know what that theme means. It Esmeralda means it's time to talk with my great partner, Esmeralda Leon, um, who joins me on uh, every podcast. And uh, this is a Tuesday. So that means uh, not only is Esmeralda going to join me in this segment, but my dad's going to stop by and tell a joke. Let me say hello to Esmeralda. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm all right. You know, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Uh, went to go see uh, "There Will Be Blood" at the Logan Theater uh, last night, or you know, when you are listening to this the night before last, but on Sunday yes. night, and it started. But did at you enjoy o'clock. it? What do what, you What do you think? <laughs> you think I did? Um, and it was, uh, you know, I hadn't seen it on the big screen in a very long time, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously, it's Paul Thomas Anderson's masterpiece with maybe one of the greatest performances by any human ever uh, by Daniel Day Lewis in that movie, and it's so goddamn great. And it's weird. You know, the Logan, I've not been there in a long time. It's a fancy-schmancy hipster place with a lounge and a bar and all kinds of stage Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, people, uh, nobody wants to go to shitty-looking theaters anymore.
0: (laughs) I guess so. I guess so. No, it's cool. And they do a lot of stuff. And now they they do a thing called Late Night at the Logan, where they show (laughs) movies, you know, at at 11 o'clock late. And even on a, like, you know, uh, like last night was a Sunday, uh, as we are taping this uh and it started 11 o'clock at night and it's two hours and 40 minutes long and i got out at a quarter to two (laughs) in the morning on a sunday night (laughs) and uh it was you know and then waited for the waited for the blue line uh uh, for 20 minutes (laughs) i was the only one in the stop at like two in the morning really
1: well it's a sunday so yeah
0: yeah sunday night two in the morning it was just me and then you know the guy in the booth upstairs Looking over, the, you know the one guy <laughs> looking w- at you like when the CTA guy going, "Why are you out here at two o'clock in the morning? What you, what the hell's wrong with you?" But uh, <laughs> and I'm going I'm going again at the end of the month uh, because on uh, the 23rd through the 25th, January 23rd through mm-hmm. the 25th, three nights in a row, they're showing Magnolia. Um, nice at 11 o'clock, and that's three hours and eight minutes long. So I'm going to get out at 10 after two for three nights in a row. But I'm just
1: going to be partying hardy just on, just on Paul Thomas Anderson man i mean
0: yeah it's funny uh, so i mean obviously magnolia is my favorite movie of all time as you know as anybody who knows me you mm-hmm. know has heard me expound just endlessly about that goddamn movie and uh and so i'm going all 3 nights there's no way i'm not i mean it's a big screen i'm going to see magnolia yeah. and um but they're doing a thing they call the uh anderson the battle battle of the andersons so they've got they're they they've screened uh they're screening Wes Anderson movies and Paul Thomas mm-hmm. Anderson movies. So that's like the battle. So they showed yeah. like moon, Moonrise Kingdom and they're showing uh I can't remember the other Oh, Bottle Rocket. They're showing Bottle Rocket. And for Paul Thomas Anderson, they showed they're showing uh, There Will Be Blood. They show There Will Be Blood and they're showing Magnolia and they're also showing uh Mortal Kombat. Be-
1: <laughs> wait.
0: Because Mortal Kombat was directed by a guy named Paul W.S. Anderson, who is not at wait, all... Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. 95, the,
0: the first one, the 1995.
1: Oh, Get over what? here!
0: Yeah, they're showing... Oh, yeah. When? Uh, I don't know the date. I don't know the date. You'll have to check the Logan Logan Theater. Check out the Logan Theater. You can I check it out right now. I that movie. Well, they're showing it at 11 o'clock as part of the Anderson versus Anderson. So it's like Wes Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson, these two, you know, uh, critically acclaimed critical darling filmmakers mm-hmm. and then they're showing this fucking Paul W.S. Anderson who directed he directed like the Re- Resident Evil movies yeah and he directed uh, Event Horizon but they're showing they're showing Mortal Kombat
1: yeah the be- probably the best one out of all of those <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I don't know the date on that one I
1: think it's uh, next- it's, uh, it's all weekend yeah <laughs> all uh Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and 18th. Okay. So this of this weekend July. Okay, yes, this, this weekend. coming so, weekend 11 so, p.m.
0: Right. So the week before, all weekend they did uh Moonrise Kingdom. Uh mm-hmm. just this past weekend uh they did um uh There will be blood.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so next weekend they're doing Mortal Kombat.
1: Oh my god!
0: The following weekend they're doing Magnolia, and then that weekend after that to close out the Anderson uh, versus Anderson Film Festival, they're doing Bottle Rock.
1: Yes, all '90s, by the way, all '90s movies.
0: Uh, yes, yes, they are. Yeah, they are. I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Yeah, they are. No, 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 no. Uh, there will be Bloods 2007.
1: Okay, well, not that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the
1: ones the ones that will be showing that are left.
0: That are left. Yeah, Mangolia is 1999. Yeah. And the other one with the 95 was... uh, Uh,
1: Yeah, Bottle Rocket is 96 and then Mortal Kombat 95.
0: Right. (laughs) I I find it so... I love the feds. It's one of the reasons why I love having you as my partner because of those movies, the one that you're most excited about is fucking Mortal Kombat.
1: Mortal Kombat! I was so excited when that, that new one came out. yeah. It's not very good. No, it's not. Which I wasn't expecting it to be. <laughs> yeah. It's also much more violent.
0: It's uh than the than yes the, than the one from 95. Yeah.
1: Yes, which I mean, come on. It has Well, the video to. game it's they're mortal... ripping
0: spines out and shit in exactly. the video game. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So if you can go full violence or whatever, right. I would I mean, it's Mortal Kombat, you kind of have yeah. to.
0: And then get over here, get down here or whatever that.
1: They had well the the this last Mortal Kombat kind of gave a little backstory to one of those one of them i forget which one i don't remember the snake in his hand i I can't remember i don't know i never played the the game the freeze guy the freeze guys in it (laughs) yeah but they kind of give a little backstory as to like how they became how they became Mm -hmm. these people with like snakes in their hands and shooting Ice okay, so you icicles. get the back you get the
0: backstory. <laughs> I got it a little well, bit yeah you i I, bit. I highly recommend Esmeralda. I highly recommend heading over for late night at the logan it's a uh I
1: know, I it's a lovely theater <laughs>
0: it's a lovely theater um and uh they've done a remarkable job with a very cool lounge. There's a bar there if you want to have some drinks, and the popcorn mm. kicks ass. the popcorn's really good. I had a bag of popcorn nice. last night. While watching, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Day Lewis say, "I'll drink your milkshake." I, I uh,
1: did. They have any? They should have had milkshake.
0: They should have. You know, I, I think they that do themed. Been. I think they do themed stuff like that because that's the kind of stuff they do. Like, I, I think they might have. I'm not kidding. I think they might have drink specials. Um, probably. For, I think they might have drink specials. Um, and you know, obviously I don't drink anymore. So, I, but I'm guessing that there would be like a milkshake inspired. Like Bailey's kind of drink that would go along oh, with yeah, it. You know what yeah. I mean? They that should kind also of thing. just
1: have milkshakes.
0: They should. They should. <laughs>
1: Who doesn't want to have a milkshake? That I had a milkshake <laughs> for
0: the first time in a long time. You know, I don't know if you know this or not, but I was I kind of co-hosted half of the morning show on WLS on Friday.
1: I saw you were eating hamburgers.
0: Yeah, uh, and
1: milkshakes apparently. Epic burger like came said. in.
0: Epic Burger nice. came in and they brought in a bunch of food and milkshakes, and I hadn't had a milkshake in a long time. And by the way, you what know what kind? I forget? You know what I forget, Esmeralda? One of the one of the perks mm. of like doing a radio show is you get a lot of free food and free f- shit. Yeah, free. Food. You know, I've totally forgot about that, and I was like, "Oh, you're feeding me!" I told because well, what happened is that it, you know uh, I, I, if you know this or not, but uh, it uh, Cochran's got COVID at this time. Yes, and uh, we Do didn't you still know that. Have it? He, I, we didn't know that on Friday. He was a little under the weather, and he took the day off. And then he tested positive for COVID. And today he did the show. This, this is a Monday, and he did the yeah. show from home. He's doing the show from home. Oh, Okay, um, so he still has it. He's on well, the air. He sounds yeah, fine. He sounds fine. Hey, you yeah, did a couple. You, you did a couple of episodes with us here yeah. when you were when you had the COVID.
1: Um, yeah, I didn't have. Yeah, I didn't have anything that was because some people get just knocked out. He, I was, didn't. I was. Fine.
0: (laughs) He was knocked on his ass on, that's why I didn't come in on Friday. He was knocked Mm -hmm. on his ass on Friday. So Andrea Darlis, my old buddy from the car wash, uh, was the host. And she was like, I was scheduled to come in to do a segment, you know, to review Thor and a couple of other things with Steve Mm -hmm. at 7.30 in the morning. And I was going to go 7.30 to 8. I was going to do two segments from 7.30 to 8. And then Cochran couldn't come in. So they called me up and said, hey, Andrea is going to host. When you come in at 7.30, can you stay all the way till the end of the show at 9? And I'm like, whoa. Oh okay. We'll
1: give you milkshakes.
0: We'll give you a burger and milkshakes and I'm like, "Oh, all we'll right."
1: You'll we'll feed you milkshakes.
0: <laughs> as long as you feed me, I haven't eaten in 3 mm. weeks. So good. <laughs> so I went down there and it was it was I got to say, as well, it was amazing to be back in a, in a studio like actually doing a show with Andrea, yeah. with Tom producing. It was magical. And then mm. I got like a really good burger and a milkshake.
1: Yeah. What so kind of milkshake?
0: It was a cho- it was like a cho- oh, it was like a mocha chocolate vanilla Ooh. thing. Uh, it was really good, and it went really well. Like the, like a bite of that big ass burger followed by a swig of the shake was delicious.
1: Yeah. Ugh. So, but there's I there milkshakes are just
0: this weekend, Esmeralda. <laughs> this weekend, that's the reason they came in on Friday, was because this coming weekend, the weekend that Mortal Kombat, your favorite movie of all time, is playing at the Logan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also a burger fest that's happening in Lo- in uh, in Roscoe Village, right at Belmont oh. And Damon. And Epic Burger is presenting their burger there. They're going to be part of the competition, and that's who came nice. down. So they had a person representing the Burger Fest from Roscoe Village and somebody from mm-hmm. Epic Burger to talk about it. And that's why they were there to talk oh. about it. So that fest is happening this weekend. If it's nice weather, you guys should go. Get oh, a couple of no. burgers.
1: No? <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I'll be um I'll be at Pitchfork. Oh,
0: Pitchfork is Pitchfork. this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'll that's be at exciting.
1: Pitchfork festival. That's yeah. exciting. Who are you going to see? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i i i get passes uh i get vip passes and i just go yeah i don't uh usually okay. there'll be like maybe one or two but it's very like hipster kids that i, I know i'm just like i don't remember who's who yeah so but it's nice because then i don't care so then i have no priority or like oh my god i have to be there at a certain time i just right. go
0: right
1: hang out walk around well that's uh, cool. So you know no. the person
0: basically you know the person who runs Pitchfork. Yes. And you get to, you get to get your passes. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, and, they used to um they used to be patrons of Hungry Brain. Um and mm-hmm. so that's how I got to know them. Very cool. Have
0: you even <laughs> looked at the have you even looked at the schedule? Mm hmm. Um, I have
1: and like half of it I go, I don't know who that is. are there
0: bands though that like, because I know that Pitchfork in the past, like replacements played Pitchfork, if I'm not mistaken. No, Riot, they played Riot Fest. Yeah. Um, uh, but Pitchfork is, like, it, it kind of, it, in terms of, like, if you're going to go to a festival, it in order of the ones that would most likely be the most fun to go to, Pitchfork, I think, is number one, Riot Fest is number two, and then fuck all the rest of them, especially Lollapalooza.
1: Mm. <laughs> See, for me, for me, it's kind of the other way around. Mm-hmm. If I had to pay money, I would probably just go to Riot Fest. Yeah. But since I don't have to pay money for
0: this. No, no, I understand. <laughs>
1: I just I just go, but um, I mean the roots are playing. Oh, that's, so that's good. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah,
1: there's some there's some bands where I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's neat. Oh, that's cool. Oh, we'll have fun. Um, yeah, uh, and they'll have, bur- not... they'll,
0: they'll have burgers there unless Morrissey's playing. That jagoff's not oh, playing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is not playing. Jagoff. Um, the National.
0: Oh wow. Okay. I've
1: heard of them. I don't really
0: uh, know their they're, stuff. They're, but they are. You aren't... know, the, oh, the kids like them Esmeralda
1: right (laughs) so they'll be they'll be there i've heard of them yeah um it's a lot of bands where i'm like i've heard of them right and i just don't oh my god that's not real is it what the uh i don't know if you've heard of the linda lindas i have not it's a group of uh there are these girls from california Mm -hmm. they're between the ages of like 13 and 17 and they're a band they're this great band. Oh, you know um, what I
0: have? I have. That. If you've
1: seen them, they did a, a tiny desk thing. Oh right, One okay. of those tiny desk concerts, and it was great. And like their songs are like little, little like Ramones-esque punk rock.
0: Oh, that's quick cool.
1: Songs and that's stuff, cool. and they've they've gained a lot of momentum this past year. Oh, that's cool. Um, well, that sounds so, like fun. Oh. I definitely see that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well now. Well, look at me. Well, now I you're have excited. to be there at a certain <laughs> hour. <laughs>
0: well, now you have to be there at a certain time. Oh, damn it. Oh, uh, man. Uh, but, oh, hold on. Yeah.
1: Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hi, I'm I Carrie Russell, and I love yeah. Yeah. Nick's show.
0: I think she mm. might be a pitchfork. I think she was telling me the other day that she was going to She might.
1: Gambling. I might see her there.
0: You <laughs> might see her there. She, she's getting tired of my back porch. So... Uh, <laughs> god damn to it nick hang out yeah she's just gonna to hang,
1: hang out, out with the cool kids that's right
0: all right uh okay cool well that sounds like a fun weekend
1: yeah it's gonna huh. be very exhausting
0: <laughs> i i haven't uh, i think i don't think the weather's gonna be oppressive so that's good i, th- okay. I think well I yeah
1: think... and then my big thing too is why i don't i really don't go to festivals i very I, rarely do i can't do it. um but I'm old. I go I'm to old. this that's one. I'm old. Right. I'm old. We'll say, I mean, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my thing is, because I have VIP, I have access to this back area where it's like shaded. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah, yeah. like seating.
0: Little cooling units around exactly. maybe. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The bathroom. There's a yeah.
1: bathroom. Um, I, yep. No, there's trust one of me. the the air conditioned bathroom. Yeah, huts. Tr- trust me,
0: huts. There you go. Trust me, Esmeralda. Uh, I'd spend all my time there if
1: I were. Yeah. <laughs> if I were
0: going to that, this, there's no question about it. There's food
1: I... back, like they have. Yep. You know, you have to pay for it, but still, like there's not a line like no. there is when you go to the other.
0: That's right. Uh, <laughs> so there's... yeah,
1: it's it's a very uh, relaxed. Yeah. Festival. Well, cool.
0: All right, well, that sounds like you're going to have a, a, a great time. But if people are, are are interested in having a really epic burger, uh, they do it right, man. The burger that I had. And let me just say this. You know when you get food given to you during a radio show, it's been sitting mm-hmm. like in a bag for a while? You know what I mean? Right. It's always – Yeah, it's not I, not the yeah. freshest. No. <laughs> and this was at like 8.30 in the morning. So it was like 8.30 in the morning. Uh, they had been waiting in the in the green room for about a half an hour – and mm-hmm. so they gave me this double cheeseburger, and this and the, and the milkshake, you know, the, the, uh, the plastic cup was very sweaty. You know what I mean? Because it had been... Right. <laughs> so, um, and I, I'm telling you right now, this burger had been sitting in a box for a while, and I took a bite, and it was tremendous. And for that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it was a cheeseburger that, you know, like the cheese coagulates, you know what I mean, when it sits for a long time? Yeah. And it had, it yeah. had lettuce and tomatoes and stuff on it, and you would think that, oh, God, I don't know about the... All of this, it was fantastic. I ate the whole goddamn thing, and it was so. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's epic burger. I wonder
1: if I wonder if too, because it was sitting, the the flavors melded.
0: Maybe that that a could bit be too. I wouldn't be surprised if that. I mean, that sure that certainly happens. But but yeah, uh, but the Burger Fest is at uh, is in Roscoe Village. That's another thing that's happening this weekend. So you've got Pickfork, you have uh, the Burger Fest, and you've got Mortal Kombat. So there. so yes. it, If you can fit in Mortal Kombat with Pitchfork, that'll be the greatest weekend of your life, Esmeralda.
1: I know. I haven't. I don't <laughs> think I've. I've been. I've watched it lately either. So I need to. Well, <laughs>
0: let me say let my me just monthly say,
1: viewing of Mortal Kombat.
0: <laughs> let me just say, uh, I, the theater that I saw "There Will Be Blood." The projection was beautiful. The sound was nice. It was big. It made me happy. Mm. Um, and that's a big ass epic movie. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I think if they do, they do justice that there will be blood, they're going to do justice to fucking mortal combat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway, all right. Um, See. so we, we're going to taste test. I think we've only got a couple of more candies to taste test.
1: Yes. And um, unfortunately I think they're all going to be good.
0: Yeah. It, they're not weird tasting. I think we've, we've yeah, all the, they all the, look f- weird. Yeah. Like the one that we're doing today is, it's a toy, basically, that poops out candy. Each of us have a different toy that walks across the table and shits candy.
1: Exactly. Which I'm not mad about.
0: No. (laughs) I have a monster Uh, pooper. He looks like a zombie. He's got a tuft of hair. And you put little candy uh, pellets in, in his head, and then you wind him up, and as he walks, he shits candy.
1: Yes. And mine is a holiday pooper. (laughs) <laughs> and he also has a tuft of hair. I think he's a penguin.
0: A penguin. Oh, that would make sense. Uh, uh, you know, because that's a very. I'm winter go with penguin. Yeah, that's a very winter. I don't think birds.
1: Like- yeah, birds don't really hang out in the North Pole, right? Right. No, not Except really. But penguins. Pe- but penguins, penguins do. So that makes <laughs>
0: sense. And mine is like uh, a. Zo- he's like a zombie monster dude. He's got a tuft of hair, and uh, and he's gonna poop some candy, and we'll taste the candy. Now the candy is just gonna be tasting like yes. regular candy.
1: Yeah. So. Although I'm actually, I'm curious what the candy will taste like.
0: Yeah, and we'll find out, and we'll take pictures and stuff of of our poopers. <laughs> no, wait, no, that's not, yeah, that's, not, that's wrong because nobody wants to see my pooper. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um, uh, but
1: <laughs>
0: <Huh>? <laughs> again, out of context would be a fun thing to do um, at that point. By but the way,
1: I, there's uh, I I uh, went to the. Uh, candy Warehouse website, candywarehouse.com. Right. Uh, but they have, Treat Street has a whole, just a whole Line bunch of, them. of uh, pooping candy toys. Okay. There's a unicorn.
0: Mm-hmm. Do they all have tufts of uh, hair? There's... Do they all have tufts of hair?
1: Um, I think, no, because one's okay. a gingerbread.
0: Uh-huh. One's a snowman.
1: There's a sloth. Wow. That all poops. Right. Okay. Uh, There's some rabbits.
0: I was hoping that the sloth looked like the dude in the bed in Seven. You know what I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> I was hoping that would be. No, this is the animal. It's, oh, okay, I was hoping it would be the dude from Seven that wakes See, up. See, we got pirates pooping,
1: <laughs> pirates. princesses pooping. Okay, lots robots. of pooping going on,
0: and this is the company is called yeah. Treat Treat Street. So yes. we'll we'll take video and picture and stuff and post this on the internets of our yeah. monster lots monster of pooping and pooping things. Event. Okay, so we'll do a little pooping. <laughs> Um, so we were talking uh, a, a couple of episodes because the last episode, our buddy uh, Slap Slaply, uh joined us mm-hmm. for another mm-hmm. edition where you killed me. Wow, did you kill me uh, on the yep. last. It was fun the...
1: hanging out with uh, James Caan. <laughs> All the stories. Oh, oh. And I can't repeat that? them because yeah? Okay. people, Uh-oh. yeah, he swore me to secrecy. So.
0: <laughs> well, you won and uh, we were celebrating our 50th uh, episode, which was fun. And uh, But before that, we were talking just briefly about. Uh, celebrities who went to high school together, and let's pick up where mm-hmm. we left off on that. Let me, you know, I don't know if, if I've asked you this, Esmeralda or not. Uh, did you go to any of your uh, reunions, or have oh, you had a, you've had a reunion? <laughs> did you have yes? A, so just a ten year one at this point, right?
1: I I believe it was a ten year. Because you uh, oh you'd have and, you'd have you'd
0: have twenty now at this point,
1: right? But they okay. didn't. I don't think. It never came to fruition. Mm. Whoever planned the last one didn't plan this one. Okay. Um, I didn't go to the last one. I didn't. I don't care. I don't care to see people that I don't care for.
0: <laughs> so you're not you weren't uh, a fan. People, you weren't a fan of the high school experience then, for you.
1: No, I mean it was fine. It was whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the people that I, the people that I knew then, and that I still care to talk to, I talk to them. So I don't have to go see them at a thing. I understand. It was more, it would have been more to just see, like, how did y'all end up?
0: Well, that's the idea. That's the whole reason people go.
1: But we got Facebook now.
0: I know. I know. So I, I don't understand. really
1: need to go see it in person. Yep.
0: No, you can see that people have gotten fat. <laughs> you can see people have gotten fat and bald uh, on Facebook
1: Exactly. Now. And they're um, 20 children. I'm like, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> I went to my 10 and uh, my 20. Hmm. Um, um,
1: so you had a good experience.
0: In high school? Yes. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, did. I was... Uh, yeah, I I, <laughs> I I, I had a lot of friends in high school. I was like the... My friends and I, like the three or four guys that I hung out with the most in high school, we were mm-hmm. kind of like the... I just, this will be shocking to you, Esmeralda.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but we were like the the David Letterman's of the school. Like we all... Oh, we were, look at you. We were like... No, we were like the smart asses. You know what I mean? Like we didn't like... Like I could, I could fit into any clique. Um, oh, <laughs> I could. I made fun of all of them. We made fun of all of them. That's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like so, it was like we would hang out with the jocks, and like you know they liked us because we were funny, and we could hang out with the with the geeks because they liked us because we were funny. So we mm-hmm. were like the we were the funny guys who could, you know, like fit into any of those cliques and completely mock all of them which is essentially what I did my entire high school my entire high school existence was making fun of cliques and yet being accepted by them so I see yeah so we were like the you funny You got guys. your
1: cake and you You got to have your no, cake and eat it No too.
0: no because I never got checks in high school uh, you know what I mean like all the girls were like you know they yeah, thought but oh you
1: still got to hang out with everybody yet you made fun of everyone
0: Yeah we did We we were like it was me and four it was me and about four other guys there were that we were we were just like the smart asses Mm-hmm. Um, well, there you, know, you go, and, and so, I mean, people liked me in high school, um, and you know, but the, the, I never got, well, I was dating my manager from, for most of my high school, for like the last two years, God. for the last two years of my high school experience, my junior and senior year, I was with a 22 year old woman who was my manager <sighs> at McDonald's and she had a kid, which of That's course, weird. Oh no, no, really? It's weird as <sighs> for a 16 year old to be dating a 21 year old who is also, wow. Who has a kid and who is the manager of the McDonald's that he works at that's not weird yikes that's not weird at all <laughs> uh, for like on prom she actually legally bought all the booze for us
1: oh Lord <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I, was, I was with that woman for over three years Esmeralda
1: oh wow no that's, yeah not that's a long time
0: no, no that didn't affect my, po- my my relationships after that at all that's no, not not at all. <laughs> didn't affect me psychologically in the least bit that I was sixteen and I was dating a twenty one year old. That's not Wow. Yeah. So anyway, but I did have crushes on girls in high school. You know, mm-hmm. that I would you know, to have like a normal, non, you know, psychotic relationship. Right. <laughs> and le- and legal, by the way. <laughs> a legal relationship yes. where the other person mm-hmm. won't go to jail, possibly. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's I don't know, as well as the early eighties, it was the very early eighties. Maybe times were different sure. then. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but but anyway, <laughs> uh, but when I went to my ten year, uh, there was a girl that I was like in love with who wouldn't give me the time of day. I could give her the time of day to make her laugh, like, "Oh, you're funny. Now go away. the The football players are here." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that was the kind of thing mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And then I showed up in in uh, '93 to the reunion, and I I will say this: I looked a lot better in 1993 than I did in 1983. I will just say that I okay. I, I aged into. Some okay yeah. looks, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah,
1: that's what you hope. No, I looked
0: good. I will say this: I looked good in 1993 when I went to that um, thing, and and I looked completely different than mm-hmm. I did in high school. I had really long hair when I showed up, and they were like, "Ooh!" And I got the girl's phone number. <laughs> I got the girl's number. We flirted all night. She's like, "Oh wow, Nick!" Oh, suddenly she was interested because I was like kind of good looking with long hair, and it was 1993. 1993, you know, when you have long hair, suddenly you're Eddie Vedder. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> And so she gave me her number, and I never called her. How about that? Wow. I showed her.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. God you damn it, that. Nick.
0: That's right. She's never going to, she never lived it down. Anyway, she's married, oh, she's got I'm sure, got, to this got, day,
1: people are like, I can't believe Nick didn't call you. Isn't
0: that unbelievable? You're that a he loser. Didn't call you? you and, <laughs> you know, you and your husband and your three kids, They you must be miserable. Because he didn't call you. So anyway, mm-hmm. so high school uh, reunions, uh, I, so the the 10-year was fun. The 20-year, like hardly anybody showed up. It was at Goose Island. The 20-year was at Goose Island. Mm,
1: okay.
0: Um, and hardly anybody showed up. So we went to a different bar, and like the, like the two or three people that I knew, we just went to a different bar and got drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, but high school reunions are weird. The, I, I wish I was at Romy and Michelle's. That's the only one that I would ever want to go to. Oh, yeah. That would be the only one. To watch them dance to Cindy Lauper. That would, the only, <laughs> that would be the only thing. So high school friends, how about this one? Tupac and Jada Pinkett. Did you know that? Did Jada Pinkett Smith and Tupac? I,
1: yes I did. Because I didn't know that.
0: I didn't know that. Why didn't I know that?
1: That's like a whole thing because people are like, Oh, so they had a relationship or something? Rah, rah, rah.
0: Did yeah. he did did I mean was are there any songs about her that he
1: that I he I don't well I don't I'm not sure. Might maybe I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure on the details of what it, but I, all I know is that like, it's kind of like, Oh, they were friends or whatever. Oh, okay. It might've been why, more and this. Why and didn't that. I know
0: that? I'm not a fan of Jada Pinkett, but I'm a fan of Tupac. So why didn't I, I wonder why I didn't know that. Something that,
1: I mean, if you don't, yeah, probably cause of that. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, I, J, I used to like Jada Pinkett when she liked Jason's lyric. She did this movie called Jason's lyric that I really liked mm-hmm. her in a lot. Um, uh, now, obviously I can't stand her, but, uh, but yeah, I didn't really know that. Maybe I did know it and I just pushed it out of my brain somewhere.
1: <laughs> you blocked
0: it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. hey, speaking of Tupac,
1: have you ever seen Gridlock?
0: Yes. Gridlocked?
1: No, no.
0: Um, it's really good. It's him and Tim Roth. And, um, wait, it's about them trying no. to kick. It's about them trying to, trying to kick drugs um and Andy newton is in it dandy newton is in it really good movie if you've never seen it because tim roth rules the planet and uh but yeah it's him and tim roth gridlocked if you've never seen it that's to me you know when people talk about tupac's movies mm-hmm. and the, you know the stuff that he's done movies like a lot of people mention Juice and poetic justice and stuff i go right to gridlocked he's great in that movie if you've never seen it
1: Oh. Yeah, so oh. I would, I highly
0: recommend it. Gridlock. There's no E. It's like an apostrophe. Gridlock yeah, with a D.
1: And I enjoy I like Tim Roth well, too. Well, who, so.
0: who by the way, Tim Roth is in a movie called um um uh Jesus Christ Resurrection and it's him and Rebecca Hall. It's a horror movie that's coming out. I saw it at the at the Chicago. Oh,
1: Olympics. yeah, and I was like I keep seeing it.
0: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good.
1: Oh. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, by the way, I saw the um the trailer for that movie uh where Stringer Bell punches a lion. I can't remember what it's Stringer called. Stringer Bell. Stringer Beast? Bell punches
0: Oh, that's it. Yeah. He punches a lion in the face. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's I got on confused vacation. By He's that a... trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuz I'm just like, why don't you guys just leave the jungle? Right.
0: Well, that's <laughs> I know. I mean, I can't, I mean, I obviously I'll see it, but it's like Stringer Bell is on right. a safari with his kids and a lion comes up and he punches the lion in the face. And that's enough for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I string, Stringer Bell punches a lion in the face? I'm the first in line.
1: It's just the way, like, they do it where he gets out, and they're like, they got a gun. I'm like, why are you even doing that? Just leave. Right. exactly. Get in the car, But then away. I get it, the car gets crashed or right. something. The, so yeah, they're and stuck, they're stuck.
0: But. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I'm all about it. But, the, uh, you know, he's in, he's in George Miller's new movie. Uh, George Miller, the director of the Mad Max movies.
1: Uh, what is he? What is it? He
0: plays like a genie in a bottle who grants wishes to... To, uh, what? Yeah. He plays a genie in a bottle who grants wishes to uh, 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 Tilda Swinton. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And it's fucking George Miller. And it looks it's called 10,000 10, years, uh, years of Yearning? Or 100,000 Years of Yearning? Or 10,000 Years of Yearning? It's George Miller's new movie. It looks amazing because it's George Miller. You know, the George Miller that makes all the Mad Max movies. Right. And Stringer Bell plays a genie. And granting all these insane wishes that Tilda Swinton has, it looks fucking nuts. Oh, it looks like a George okay. Miller movie, but 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 Stringer <laughs> Bell is a genie in a bottle. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's coming out at the end of the month. That comes out. All it comes right. out at the end. Of, it comes out at the end of July.
1: Interesting.
0: Ten thousand years of yearning, I believe it's called. Ten thousand years of yearning.
1: Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so another. <laughs> What are you? What, what's what's going on? You all right? No, I just I'm like a a Salba is a genie, with yeah, granting wishes to Tilda Swinton. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. yeah, that sounds like all a right. George.
0: That sounds like a George Miller movie. I don't know. I, I don't know. That seems to work.
1: Sure. <laughs> all right. More celebrities who are high school.
0: Funny. Yeah.
1: Um, I find I find Adam Levine and Jonah Hill funny. I just don't don't see them as now, friends, but they they carpool together.
0: Now Adam Levine is the wh- which dickhead is he? He's in he's all tattooed, he's, right?
1: Uh, he's in Maroon Five.
0: Maroon Five, right? I get the them and the Five Doors Down and all the other dickheads all mixed up.
1: Right. Maroon Five is still around. Okay. Five doors or seven doors? Three doors? Three doors? Three down. Three doors <laughs> down,
0: and I get them confused. They're, they're kinda. With, they're all like they, they're I just picture around. them. I, I just picture them all living in the same house. It's like oh, it's three doors down's turn to do the dishes. You know what I mean? It's like uh, let's get mar- Maroon Five do the vacuuming. Uh, you know, <laughs> like all those guys. Are like a, like a, oh, Sugar Sugar uh, Ray, you got to walk the dog. You know, like they all. To me, they all kind of live in the same. They're all from that same they ilk. All, they all live in like a,
1: a Melrose place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a like apartment <laughs> complex. complex.
0: Yeah, they all live. Yeah the the '90s bands that nobody gives a shit about anymore that were popular for five <laughs> minutes like sh- like uh, what, who are the guys Somebody wants Smash Mouth like Smash Mouth lives there you know what I mean they all yes they all live in the same they all live in wow. the same I would same. I would
1: pay to I would want to see that as a series <laughs> yeah that would be good type thing that would be
0: good do you remember the the sketch that they did where Smash Mouth was in Nassim Padrad's closet on SNL yes
1: Yes, I think that was probably the catalyst for all like the making fun of Smash Mouth.
0: But you know what? What's a brilliant thing about that sketch is um, they didn't go to the chorus. Like every time Smash Mouth showed up, you would expect. Hey, now, yeah, are on All stuck. But you the... don't
1: need it. No. Because I... that's like... that just that somebody.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that was the genius of that sketch. Because every time they pop up, they go, somebody.
1: And you'd laugh. That every... somebody is like a right. chorus exactly. in of itself. <laughs>
0: I love that sketch. Oh, man. But Adam Levine and Jonah Hill.
1: Yeah. So... then they're like good friends. Really? They, uh, apparently, Jonah Hill officiated... Levine's wedding. So like they yeah, they're friends.
0: How high were they when that happened? <laughs>
1: 'Cause some of these some of these on the list, I'm just they're like, they went to school together. It's like, okay, but did they know did they know each other?
0: Well what if some of like, these
1: they knew each other. They
0: knew each other. They were buddies, he officiated his wedding, they were carpooling yes. together. So Adam Levine, Jonah Hill, true friends. Yeah, so that's cool. What about this one? Too one of your favorites, John Krasinski. Uh, <laughs> uh. John Krasinski and BJ Novak.
1: Oh, oh, so they
0: they were buddies. They went to New- Newton South High how... School. They played on Little League together and then they both showed up on the office. And one of yeah, them z- curious. Of the- and, and I, I would imagine what? I was going to say Krasinski or I'm sorry, Novak is one of the uh creators of the show. So that's probably how Krasinski got the gig.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, Like, I'm curious how that happened, that they just ended yeah, up.
0: Yeah, B.J. Novak is an executive producer on The Office. Ah,
1: okay.
0: So that's probably how Krasinski oh, okay. got the gig. So you can blame B.J. Novak for... Great. <laughs>
1: Thanks, B.J. Novak. <laughs> I, still, um, I still love duh, the fact that. Uh, he... Did you see... That he's got a new movie out. Krasinski? No, B.J. Novak.
0: Oh, really? No, I didn't yeah. know Yeah,
1: I don't know what it's called, but it's... He apparently, uh, he does podcasts, and he goes to some oh. small town in Texas. Yeah. Uh, it looks kind of, I mean, it looks fine.
0: Yeah. It's uh, nothing. B.J. Novak. Uh, interesting guy, called, B.J. Novak. Yeah.
1: All right. How
0: about Neil Patrick Harris and Freddie Prinze Jr.?
1: Wouldn't have guessed it.
0: I wouldn't have either. They went to Beverly Hills High School together.
1: Oh. Well, oh, okay, Freddie, well, that makes. Freddie Prince
0: Jr., obviously the son of Freddie Prince, the late great Freddie Prince. Yes. Um, and so. also
1: the 90s Heartthrob. Yeah. The teen movies.
0: And is he still married to Buffy? Are they still a thing? He
1: is. That's They're nice. He's still married. He's a
0: wrestling yeah. writer. Did you know that, that Freddie Prince Jr. writes for wrestling?
1: I. Did you say that, or somebody told me?
0: Uh, maybe I told you. I don't know, but he's oh, like a Oh, no.
1: You know what? It was uh, Elliot. Serrano, oh, we were doing whiskey and a cookie, and he was talking about wrestling, and he had mentioned oh because I said why don't you try to get in on that yeah, <laughs> um so he was talking about that and he said Freddie Prinz he's a booker been he, a writer yeah.
0: yeah he he was a booker for WWE That's crazy yeah I mean a lot of Good people for like, him you know I mean you know a lot of people wrote for uh, a lot of uh, celebrities ended up doing booking and writing for wrestling uh, I mean obviously now Billy Corgan's got his own company but right. Billy Billy Corgan a huge wrestling fan and wrote for wcw for a while um wow. but, but yeah Freddie prince jr god i'm trying to remember there were others i'm i'm, they're, I'm blanking on them now but there are mm-hmm. a lot of uh celebrities um who are huge wrestling fans who would end up oh you know who oh my god holy shit bob mold from uh husker do bob Mo, bob mold wrote for wcw for years Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Bob Mold from from Husker Du, one of my favorite. He
1: was uh, he was just at the Square Roots Festival. Yeah,
0: no, no, he's the de- he's the deal. Bob Roots, or Bob Roots, Bob Mold, <laughs> Bob Bob Mold. Roots. Bob, Bob Mold. Bob I mean Husker Roots. H- Husker Du, one of the most important bands in the history of music, uh, one of my favorite bands ever. He's a huge wrestling fan. He wrote for WCW for many years.
1: That's so. It's very interesting, but and you know also good for them. Yeah, they can pivot. Yeah,
0: they can do that, and 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 also, (laughs) but yeah, no, I I think Freddie Prinze still does writing. I think he's still. I think I think he's still. I think I think he still books. I'm I'm not. Yeah, I don't
1: know know what he's He's not doing anything else. Yeah, (laughs)
0: living off his Scooby Doo money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) His Scooby Doo money.
0: Speaking of wrestling, Kevin James and Mick Foley. Um. Mick Foley, one of the greatest that, wrestlers so of he all he world.
1: Well, he was the one, I want to say, at least for me, th- he was the first one to kind of break the like because he was a pro wrestler, but then you saw him, like, yeah, I'm just a guy.
0: <laughs> Mick Foley? Yeah. One of the one of the greatest characters, one of the greatest wrestling personalities in the history of the business, and one of the nicest guys. I've interviewed Mick Foley, I've met him several times. Uh, he also does stand-up. He's fucking hilarious.
1: But he uh, seems to be like he was the first one to just be like, yeah, I'm just a yeah. dude.
0: He's not, he's not a big, he's not a big muscular dude. He's kind of a fat dude. Um, he had three amazing characters. He had dude love. He had, um, mankind, which is probably the most popular one. Right. And cactus Jack. Those were his three, his three main characters. And he's beloved by anybody in wrestling. Um, and yeah, it's because he's of super that. Super
1: nice. isn't he? Exactly.
0: He's a sweetheart. He writes, he, he, uh, uh, he he writes books about Santa Claus. He writes Aww. children's books about Santa Claus, um, and uh, he is really one of the sweetest guys I've met him. I've had the pleasure of meeting him several times. He could not be nicer, and uh, and and you know everything that's right about the wrestling business is mm-hmm. is is McFoley. Everything yeah. that's everything that's good is represented by Mick Foley. He's amazing. Aww. But he and Kevin James, man, they were buddies. They went to high school together.
1: That's nice. At Here's a weird one.
0: Here's a weird one. Good things. Lauren Hill and Zach Braff.
1: Yeah, I don't. I didn't know that was. Huh. Isn't is does that strike
0: you as strange or?
1: Yes, but only because of what like she's, you know, Grammy award winning like, right. This amazing music and then Zach Braff. <laughs>
0: I, you know, I think people give Zach Braff a lot of shit, and I and I can understand that. I, you know, um, the, the, there has been, like, when, when Garden State came out, um, it was either, <clears throat> you were either of the age where that was your generation's movie ever, you know, like the greatest movie ever, or you were like, All right, this is twee and cute. How the fuck did you get Natalie Portman, Ron Liebman, and Peter Skarsgård to be in your movie? <laughs> Sarsgaard, I should say.
1: I mean, I thought it was fine. I
0: I like Garden State. I back it. I do, and I but I can understand why people hate it. It has not aged I well.
1: I don't think I've seen it again.
0: It's it. You know what? You'll go right back to two thousand seven. You know what I mean? It's like not it'll take
1: one you. time, and I was like, I'm fine.
0: To, no, it'll take you right. I'm sorry. Two thousand four. I don't mean to even. I mean, I'll even date it even more. You'll take you back right to two thousand four. <laughs> but I, I love.
1: I love Scrubs. I love him what and Faison. What else has he done? Yeah, he was good. I liked him in Scrubs. He was he's fine He's
0: He's directed other movies, uh, Zach Braff. I mean, he directed the remake of Going in Style with Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, And now he's doing commercials again with Faison. He and Faison are doing, like, cable commercials mm. now.
1: Those are cute. I like yeah, those. Yeah, because
0: they're great together. Those two guys are great. They were fantastic on Scrubs, the two of them. Yeah. I, so. But I'm
1: just, you know, he's fine. He's just there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. I think we got not one compared more.
1: To, uh, not compared to Lauren Hill.
0: No. Are <laughs> you kidding me? No. Of course not. Um, I love Lauren Hill, even though I don't like the Fujis very much. But I love Lauren Hill.
1: Um,
0: uh, all right. One more before we let my dad in to tell a joke. Is there one that you want to jump yes. to here that, uh, that you want to get to?
1: Um, <laughs> I guess Nicolas Cage, Gina Gershon, and then G- Lenny Kravitz.
0: How does that work?
1: So I guess uh, Gina Gershon and Nicholas Cage were in the school production of Oklahoma. Oh my God! And Kravitz played drums in the pit.
0: That's amazing.
1: So, well, I think because they're all like Hollywood kids. I mean, I, I, Gina Gershon, I, I don't know what her. Yeah, but I guess she's from LA. From right, she's got to be Hills part of whatever. it. I
0: mean, yeah, no, that's, that's you know, like that high school that they're talking about is also where Sean Penn went to high school and all those. You know what I mean? Right. All all of those like privileged uh, uh, sort of yeah. Hollywood kids. They went to high and
1: Kravitz, his mom. Um, what was Obviously,
0: her name? Ro- Ro- Roxy Roker from uh, Jefferson. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, they all got. Yeah, they all got a pedigree.
0: Yeah, but yeah, so I mean that's really sense. amazing. Gina Gershon and Nicolas Cage in Oklahoma, and and Lenny Kravitz playing the drums. That's cool. I'd love to. I wish they had video of that.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that uh, Nicholas Cage could sing. Um. Oh yeah. It's Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, no, he can sing. He can sing. Hmm. Did you see uh, Peggy Sue got married?
1: Uh, I've seen bits and pieces.
0: He sings in that, and uh-huh. uh, one of the sort of duop. He's like in a doo-wop band, and one of the guys in the doo-wop band with him in that movie, Jim Carrey. They're like best friends. <laughs> Jim Carrey oh, right. and Nicholas Cage are like best friends.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not kidding. So, all right, and you know what? And you know what uh, that uh, Jim Carrey says to Nicolas Cage a lot. What's that? God damn it, Nick! See how I brought that in there? See? Wow. Yeah, and then he says, uh, "I think I broke my ass." All right. Uh, All <laughs> right. Here. want to hear my dad's joke? Yes, All right. absolutely. Here
1: he is. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell. And I know. I know, love I know. Nick's I know. show.
0: I love you, Carrie. But my dad's got to tell a joke. All right. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's try this. Ooh, it's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go. With your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. what I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, 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 joke-y time. Nick's
1: dad tells a joke. Oh, yes! Here we go! Yeah.
0: So... Before my monster poops out some candy and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Esmeralda, your penguin, <laughs> poops out some candy, uh, yes. my dad's going to tell a joke. My dad had to push Carrie Russell down the stairs, but she's okay.
1: He, okay.
0: Wow. <laughs> All right. You ready?
1: Uh-huh. All right, Dad. Let's hit it.
0: A lady, a lady goes, would go to church and put a $100 bill in a collection plate every Sunday. She did it for weeks, finally, the preacher said asked her, "How can you afford to put a $1, thousand a hundred dollar bill in the collection plate every week?" She replied, "My son sends me a thousand dollars a week well, what's his profession woman said he's a veterinarian i didn't know vets made that kind of money. Oh yeah, he's got two cat houses, one in Vegas and one in Reno Jesus." Christ. Oh my! God. That was jokey, jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. Oh man, he'll do it again next week. Cat houses. Wow, I,
1: that was fun. There's a there's <laughs> a term
0: that my dad's dusting off from the fifties for everybody. <laughs> All right, are we ready to see if uh, what happens when our monster and our penguin? So you have a penguin that's going to poop. Yes. Okay, are we ready to hear what it sounds like when they walk? Wind him up. Sure. All right, here we go. See if
1: you'll be able to. Oh God! Ew! What, ha- what happened? <laughs> oh! Oh!
0: The candy's flying out. Hold on.
1: Wow! Oh no, he won't stop. No, hold it! Stop! Oh, stop!
0: Go. Okay. Oh my right. God! What that happened? That came
1: out furiously.
0: It did. Yeah, mine came out like <laughs> I mean he he has to, evidently our little uh, little dolls here have diarrhea or uh, they right. have some some serious. All right, are we Yikes. ready to try the, try the candy?
1: Yes. All right, here we go. Oh, oh it's hard. hard. It's,
0: it's hard. Okay, I just. Oh. All right. Well. All right. Mm. It's. There's no taste at all.
1: Yeah. There's no. <laughs> there's. We absolutely... got to get through the the coating, the plastic coating. The... <laughs> there's no. This is ter- there's no taste at all. This is like the cheapest candy. It's awful. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh. it's yeah. terrible. Oh my god! I'm spitting it out. It like um, it's, uh smarties.
0: Except it's covered in plastic. It takes 15 minutes to get to yeah. the candy part. That's smarties
1: okay. in ball form.
0: I will say this: um, the the little the little dude that pooped is cool. I like him.
1: Yeah, if you can find candies that are this about the same shape as the the little balls that come with it.
0: Yeah, but but um, taste good and fine. not and not like plastic. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, I did uh, like that in it. They give you a little plastic tray that says, "Wind up your pooper and place in this tray." <laughs> so, because
0: otherwise, it's going to shit all over the table, which is what happened. <laughs> and
1: by the, way, and by the way, ahead. And by the way,
0: I will say this: uh, it's very appropriate that they shit these candies out, considering what they taste like. So, I, yeah. I, I will say mm-hmm. that's appropriate. All right. Well, that's uh, Treat Street, modern, uh, the Monster Pooper, and the Holiday Pooper. Oof. No. The, poop, the, yeah. the, the, the little dudes that poop are fun. The candy, not. Would yes. that be accurate? Okay. All Very right. accurate, yeah. All and right. I'll,
1: I'll post a little video of mine right. pooping.
0: Check it out. Send it to me. We'll post it all <laughs> over the place, and uh, I'll take a picture of my monster pooping. So there we go. All right. Hey, uh, you know what? I'm not really sure who's going to be on the podcast on uh, Friday. Um, it's a surprise. It's a surprise because it's probably going to be <laughs> a, a celebrity from the flashback weekend it'll oh. be a, so that's what we're working on for the next uh, few weeks we're going to have different guests from flashback coming on so we don't we're oh, not sure funny. yet who so it'll be good and we'll be there august 5th through the 7th flashbackweekend.com to get your tickets hey thanks for uh, checking us out Uh, leave a voicemail 773-417-6948 email us nickdpodcast at gmail.com my thanks to Jason Skaggs for all the music and when you find us at radiomisfits.com and everywhere every platform where you can get your podcast, take the time to rate, review us and give us feedback if you want to be a sponsor you're going to reach a lot of people contact us here sales at radiomisfit.com get your advertising going here sales at radiomisfit.com and we will talk to you uh, on uh, Friday Esmeralda and, uh, yep. and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, uh, thanks, and uh, we'll see you on Friday. Mm.